James has insisted that I talk about the movie this time and not about world war or like philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, we spent a lot of the last episode talking about philosophy. We're going to talk about the movie and how the movie went and then what we think of the movie and the production value. And that's um, this episode. That's the roadmap. Let's get to it. Real talk about cops happens. We left off, if you'd remember, uh, in Hi, the investigation. Hi, this is James in America doing City Wave Cinema. Don't roll your eyes at me. I make fun of you every time for not giving an introduction and you get all sassy about it this episode. You didn't give an introduction. I have to. I had to. What do you want from me? What do you what? What is it you want? I would like for us to be on the same page every time. We're reading two different books. We really are when it comes to these podcasts. That's part of the charm. Um. So yeah, we left off with the investigation. Monty's Monterey Jacks. He's been kidnapped. Uh, apartment. Um. Dale, Chip and Dale are there, and they're talking to the putty detective, Detective Putty. Voiced by J.K. Simmons. Um, Incredible. And Detective Putty goes, yeah, well, there's not really anything we can do. They're probably taken by the Valley game, which means that, like, we've been trying to catch them for months to no avail, so. Oh, well. He very much gloom and dooms it. And Chip is like, isn't that the role of the police to, like, serve and protect, not uh, Uh, give up and move on? And And I was like, real talk about police and cops. Oof. Um, Welcome to the kids movie. Here's some propaganda. Yeah. This is also uh, one of those moments that it. really fucks with my head about size in this movie. Because, yep. like, yep. in my head, he had, like, a small apartment inside, like, a large apartment complex. But, no, the whole building's just small. And we only know that because Detective Ellie is yep. standing outside, squatted over, peering in the window, talking to Detective Putty. Bearing in mind, Monty had a third-floor apartment in this building, which a human-sized detective is bent down to look through the window of, indicating that this is an apartment for small creatures. Um, It just... The size perceptions constantly fuck with my brain, because sometimes I forget, like, that there are chipmunk-sized things... In this world, yes, and, there so, are. and then suddenly I'm reminded, like, oh God, there are chipmunk-sized things in this world. Um, and then we uh, basically Ellie tips off Chip and Dale, and is like, hey, if you want to save your friend, you kind of got to do it yourself. Here's like, like, go find where the safe house is, and then you can probably find your friend Monty, but we can't help you. Yeah, and so he's. Dale's like, yeah, rescue rangers, woo! And Chip's like, Fuck cool, no. I'm out. And then they both like clamber down the building they instead of up using the stairs. Down the side of the building. And I don't know what it was about this scene, but seeing like cartoon chipmunks that are normally like human chipmunks actually doing chipmunk things was weird to my brain. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I fucking loved it, actually. I wanted to make a note about it, but I couldn't figure out what exactly I wanted to say about it in this team in particular where they clambered on the side of the building. But it was just the camera shift in perspective. It was all just really appealing to my eye, I think. It just looked really smooth and clean and good. That's that's a, that's my opinion about that shot. Is that, that was good. It was good. Um, And then we get this note. That Dale, or that Chip remembers, because he smells it, because uh, Monty had this stinky cheese in his apartment, and Chip had thrown it out to help him with his cheese addiction. And Chip smells it in the trash, and they go and find the label 
on the cheese. Which has the address of the shop. And they go to the shop. Now, the shop is on Main Street, USA. Now, Main Street, USA, as you might be aware, is in Disneyland, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's in Disneyland. And it's just the friendliest fucking place. There's cartoons all over the goddamn place doing innocent cartoon shit. But it's all a front. All those cartoons are there looking super innocent in case the cops come, but they're actually all there doing back alley dealings. Now that's what Dale says. And it proves true with the cheese guy. Yeah, and but the, we, are, we have prior reason to believe the cheese guy is suspicious. We have no reason to and believe... And the girl in the credits, they showed the girl selling, like, uh, body parts. Oh, fuck, I missed that. Yeah. There's some shit I missed, guys. Gotta pay attention out here. Um, so that's, like, the theory, is that Main Street USA looks like this happy, cheaper place. Uh, Phineas and Ferb's mom is there, and I want to know what her back alley dealings are. Uh, and, like, all these, like, super nice cartoon characters are there, but really they're supposedly, I guess we'll say allegedly... Allegedly. ...doing back alley dealings on, like, the black market and dark web and shit. Um, so we go all up to the cheese shop... Which is a owned by a Muppet who is clearly making fun of the Swedish chef. It is. Uh, th- now, Disney can't have the Muppets be- for reasons. Doesn't Disney own the Muppets? Do they? I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out right now. What's the most recent Muppet movie? Uh, the Muppet movie with that dude, the live action one, and the... I don't remember who, who it was. Well, let's say Muppets Haunted Mansion. It was a TV special in 2021. Oh, God, it's on Disney+. Plus. They have access to the Muppets. Why didn't they use the Swedish chef? Maybe because they don't want to... Because there's, like... They don't want to taint, wanna taint cer- it. Yeah, they don't want to tra- taint certain properties. So you don't want, like, someone that's a good guy in your other properties to, like, be a bad guy. Now, bear this in mind. After, after their initial interaction with this... I say that, but guy. Also did Peter Pan. And then he takes him to the next place, right? And then he leaves him there, and he goes back to his van. He goes back to his van, and he goes, which is exactly what the Swedish chef from the Muppets does. He doesn't say that. Were you looking down? It sounds like he's saying that, but he's saying types of cheeses. Yeah, but it sounds... Exactly the same. It's the same cadence. It's the same. I mean, but that's what they do with a lot of the movie is like do it just enough that you're like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but also like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's the Swedish chef. But also his name is Jorgensen. I know what they're doing. I'm just saying. And he's got the mustache. I'm just saying they're just doing just enough. (laughs) And he's a puppet. He's a Muppet. There's a difference. He's a he's a fucking Muppet, dude. <laughs> it's just such a good fucking movie, dude. It's such a good movie. Anyways. It's so annoying. I wanted it to be bad so bad, but it was really fucking funny. It was super tongue-in-cheek, and it was just so good. Uh, I want everyone to watch it. God damn it. <laughs> due to Dale being, well, Dale, <laughs> the Muppet catches them in their lie, and... Uh, <coughs> Zip ties their hands and takes them to the uncanny valley. Well, we did, we skipped part of going into the cheese shop. I didn't really find anything of importance down there. Well, I mean, it was it 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 was a kid friendly coke den. It really was. Is the basement of this cheese shop? You have to you have to know the guy. He has to let you in. 
You get down there. There's also there's just a bunch of rats just, and there's mice. There's a bunch of rats and mice who are like anthropomorphic kind of. And they're fucking doing drugs. But the drugs are just cheese. And they're it's it's you look at it through adult eyes and you go, oh, that's a coke den. And you look at it through eyes of a child and you go, ha, rats and cheese. Ha ha ha, rats like cheese. Ha ha. Please see previous episode for explanation on this. Yeah. But man, I just looked at it and I was like, this is fucked up putting my kids movie. This is fucked up. I don't like that. <laughs> that ain't right. Anyways, the Muppet catches them. <laughs> Takes them to the Uncanny Valley. Now, if you don't know anything about Uncanny Valley as, like, a concept, let me explain it to you. Yeah, we gotta run through the concept. It is the concept of something looking mostly human, but there's something just a little bit off. Um, They make the reference of, like, those early 2000s CGI movies where they look just enough that they were like, yeah, that's a human, but you look at it and you go, that's really uncomfortable to look at. uh, uh, The Polar Express. The Polar Express. Um, Which they swing... Multiple times at. at, They they name drop Polar Express. The Polar Express eyes, specifically. Which is true. That movie is a fiendish nightmare of animation and humans don't move the way they're supposed to and there's a guy trapped in an animation where he's walking into a fire hydrant and he's like an npc in a video game that's stuck it's like it's so everything is like i understand what this is and that it is meant to make me uncomfortable but because i know what it is i think it's funny it is funny if you do understand the uncanny valley if you don't it's just upsetting it's unsettling in every way. I mean, it's unsettling to look at anyways. It's kind of like Ugly Sonic. Um, uh, if you if you don't know what it is, I recommend you do this. Get a cheap shit fucking uh, photo editing program. Take a, a photo of someone's face. Take uh, the clipping tool. Cut their eyes out. Turn them upside down. Put them back. And then do the same thing to their mouth. And look at that photo. And that is a hor- an eldritch horror of an image. That's Uncanny Valley. Or if you don't want to do all that work, you can just go to noneoftheseareallpeople.com. I think that's what it's called. Oh, yeah, it's AI art. Shit like that. And they're just Ugh. they're just people that almost look like real people, but none of them are actually alive. It's like computer-generated people. Um, AI art's really fucking horrifying. We uh, get taken to Sweet Pete's shop, who's the bad guy. Uh, Sweet Pete is the leader of the, the Valley, Valley Gang. Gang. Um, now, if you were like me, you might hear that the leader of the Valley Gang's name is Sweet Pete, and you might think, oh, dude, Pete the big fucking maybe rat from all the early Mickey Mouse cartoons? Dog. Is he? Yeah. Goofy is. I think Pete's also a dog. Pete's a fat dog. Like, I think he's like a bulldog. And whatever the fuck Pete is... That weird animal person. You might think that's the Pete that they're referring to. You're jumping ahead. Hold that thought. All right, hold on to that. Um, because we also oh, get... Oh, God, we have to meet Bob. We have to meet Bob, who is, um, Seth Rogen. It's Seth Rogen is Gimli, okay? That's what it is. It's, it's Gimli's body with Seth Rogen's face done in the stylings of the Polar Express. Yes, it's also, like, <laughs> an early 2000s video game, so, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> and they keep making fun of him because they're like, look at us. And he's like, he's, he's like, I am looking at you. And they're like, no, like your eyes. And he's like, I am looking at my eyes or looking at your eyes. And- it's so fucking upsetting. If you played any video game with people in it from 2000 to 2008, maybe, you know that the eyes were so hard for them to animate separate from the faces and they never moved they didn't move and they weren't right i'm thinking back to like games like there was an old the the chronicles of narnia game old school world of warcraft fucking iterations of gta before gta 5 and even on occasion in gta 5 stuff like that where you run into characters and they like their eyes don't move right they move unnaturally or they don't move at all it's they make fun of it relentlessly for like forty minutes in this movie. Um, and then yeah, we get taken inside. We find out the uh, sweet Pete's cover business is that he melts down old toys that nobody wanted and makes them into porta potties or toilets. Toilet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, the, the movie made the joke. I can't take credit for it. Um, and then we find out who Sweet Pete is, and when I tell you. As someone who has this ink on her fucking wrist, how upset I am <laughs> by who Sweet Pete is. Sweet Pete, ladies and gentlemen, who is it, America? It's Peter Pan. It's middle aged, middle aged, fat Peter Pan. Which hold on to that thought because yeah, I, I have we have questions. I have questions about have Peter questions. Pan. And it's I'm gonna keep this brief because James told me not to get into the metaphysics of this movie or psychology but what's the rules on aging in cartoons because there's a bunch of other cartoons who have been around for fucking ever like ancient cartoons who have an age today who do not grow up so why does the peter pan cartoon grow up it, it doesn't make sense and there's no no explanation will be given and also no other cartoon character grows old like we see, uh, we see old school Marvel characters who still look the same. We see yeah. fucking they. You get a shot of Skeletor and He Man, and they look the they exact look exactly same. the way they were. They don't even have like older voices. They don't move any different. So I want to understand the rules. Like it's a funny concept, and it's uh, based on real life truths, which we'll get into about the actor who played Peter Pan. Um, but. It just, it it opens up a lot of questions and holes in the story. This is the one plot point that really bogged me down for the rest of the movie. Because it doesn't make sense and it doesn't get explained. You know, I don't think anyone's ever written, like, a perfect script for a movie where there was never a question about anything. Like, there's always going to be something that someone watches it and goes, well, what about this? Or what about that? And in this movie... They did a really good job of having that not happen, except for this instance. Yeah, this is the only plot hole where I was like, but... There's never a question asked that they don't answer, except why is Peter Pan 30 years older and look like this? It doesn't make sense. I would even accept the looks like this if he didn't age, because, like, I don't know. What I would have liked better is young Peter Pan... With a knife scar on his face and an eye patch. Something. Something, something else. To make, you can still do Give this. me young Peter Pan sinister. And you know the reason they're trying to like 
because I said they don't want to tarnish any of the, like, properties that they yeah. own that can still make money. Uh, they pretty much have, like, put the kibosh on Peter Pan. You can't even watch it if you don't have, like, your settings turned on correctly on Disney+, Plus because... It's old and there's some racism in it. Yeah, the movie's not necessarily uh, great to watch anymore, which is fine. Um, Sidebar, you really want to fucking nursery it up with Peter Pan as a theme? Yes. All right. Anyways... Um, and I'm, I'm just mad that Peter Pan's the bad guy, because I am a forever diehard Peter Pan person. Um, I wrote you, 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 and I don't know why. Tiny beers? My next note is tiny beers. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I wrote you, 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 but I wrote you, you, you. Um... And then I, uh, yeah, my next note after that is, uh, they call up Ellie when they got all this information. And they escape. Oh, your note is ew, ew, because they go in the sewer. Oh, yeah, they, they go in the They sewer. do a full flushed away, and they go in the sewer to escape the bad guys. Yeah, so they, uh, they basically, Sweet Pete Peter Pan wants to make a reboot out of Chippendale, because they basically know too much at this point, and yeah. he's the mob. So... Gotta get rid of them. They escape by flushing themselves down the toilet. They go on this gross, disgusting sewer escape. It's foul. They rip the head off a Rapunzel Barbie doll and escape by basically launching themselves out using a ping pong ball that's still attached to the paddle. They call Ellie. They're like, here's what we got. Meet us at Dale's place. And we'll go over all the stuff there. And then they have to meet outside because... Dale's house is chipmunk-sized, and Ellie's a person. Um, and they hand her a beer that's this big. It's great. It's a micro beer. It's hilarious. It's a tiny little beer, because the chipmunks. And she goes, thanks. And, like... Downs the whole fucking thing in one little... It's like a half shot, dude. It's, it's like, I don't even it's... know if you can count that. <laughs> and they're, like, whole-sized bottlenecks in the chipmunk's hands. It's great. Um, It's just great. And Ellie gives us, we get a little backstory on Ellie. Uh, she's kind of shunned from the department because she led a raid on Nickelodeon Jr. Here's Disney throwing some swings. Um, at Nick Jr. because Peppa Pig went missing. And they were attacked by the Paw Patrol, who basically made a guy unable to have children anymore. And the Rugrats, we find out later on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so and turns out Peppa Pig wasn't there, and so the whole thing uh, was that was a lie. Was a lie, and she got in trouble with the department and all this stuff. So, and I wrote at this point again, like the shade Disney is fucking throwing at everyone. Um, and then Dale's like, let's. Like, they're basically like, it's up to us. We got to do the investigation. We need some stuff. And Dale's like, I bet I have some stuff. And opens up his garage. And it's, and I described it as an orgy of evidence that Disney is self-obsessed. But also, what 
a phenomenal treasure trove of probably real Chippendale merchandise. I think it all was real. It's all live action. None of this is animated. And it all is Chippendale merchandise. And I made the joke that they sent some poor underpaid intern into like the old catacombs of Disney. And they're like, we need you to pull out everything that has a fucking Chippendale chipmunk on it and bring it to set. Because there were pogs. There was a skateboard. There's Disneyland fireworks, there's (coughs) old VHS tapes that are actually old VHS tapes of Chippendale Rescue Rangers, there were clothes, there were dolls, there were action figures, it was... Epic. It was epic Everything. There was a big old mess of Chippendale merch. Um... And this is, uh, where we begin to... Not trust Ellie. Things start to get a little weird. Ellie doesn't know the answer to some questions. And she claims to be a very big Chippendale fan. She doesn't know what her favorite episode is. More importantly, it's Dale showcases that he's not just the, like, goofy ha-ha man. And that he has a map on his garage wall that has little different colored flags in... A bunch of different cities. And he explains to the group that this map showcases uh, ratings for Chippendale Rescue Rangers in different metropolitan areas, right? During their biggest year, which I think he said was 1993. Yes. uh, Whatever the fuck it was. It's for their most popular year, right? Um, Now, this brings up the question uh, because Ellie has made a point of stating that she was from Albany, New York. Right? And so... Chip the, notices. Chip notices there's not a flag in Albany, indicating that Chippendale Rescue Rangers doesn't air in Albany in 93. Which is a weird thing, but if that is to be taken as the truth, and I would imagine the actors would know, since they were the stars, and they probably produced as well, they collar on it. They're like, the show didn't air in Albany. What do you? How did you watch it? And she says, oh, my grandmother taped the show and sent the tapes to me. And they and immediately, like, it, the way she delivers it, it sounds nervous. And, I mean, props as hell to the actor for killing the delivery because it super makes you think, oh, she's fucking lying. Ellie's a bad guy. No, we can't trust her. Um. So, fucking phenomenal performance. We then found out Chip has Sarah Jessica Parker syndrome. (laughs) And what I mean by that is uh, Ellie and Dale start, like, reminiscing about, like, favorite, like, parts of the show and, like, quotes and things like that. Yeah. And Chip is like, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. And the reason I say he's the Sarah Jessica Parker is because very recently, as Hocus Pocus 2 was coming out, Sarah Jessica Parker went on record in an interview saying, I know I filmed that movie. And I remember filming the movie, but I don't remember a single part of it. <laughs> and I told, I was talking to James. I was like, I was like, that's a very real thing that actors do, though. Like, you get done and it just goes, whoop, dump. I don't need that Memory information Memory dump immediately. And so, like, that doesn't surprise me that she's like, I know I, I know I was in it. I know I was in it. I remember learning the lines. Couldn't tell you what they are. Couldn't tell you a damn thing that happened in that movie. Um, and that's kind of where Chip is. He's like, what? That was an episode? What? We did that? Like, I'm like, Chip doesn't remember a fucking thing from that thing. Um, 
So then they come up with this whole scheme um, where Chip and Dale are going to dress up as rats, badly dress up as rats, and be plumbers and go to work at the spa. The Russian bathhouse. The Russian bathhouse. I just made a note that says Russian bathhouse because what the fuck? Where the Valley Gang goes to take care of themselves, basically. Like, goes to rejuvenate and such forthwith. Um, and so they go and they are crawling through the pipes and we get a few more cameos. One that I have questions on is Randy from South Park is just in there having a steam. And I don't know if you know this, but Disney doesn't own South Park. So that was one of the ones where I was like, how the fuck did they get Randy? The rights to Randy. Now, I could very well see Trey and Matt definitely being like, this is a funny concept. And, like, putting him in there. But also, definitely uh, weird. Then um, we're in there and we meet. Earlier I was looking at the cast list and I was like, Flula's in this movie? And uh, we meet Flula, who is a snake, who is a mega fanboy of Chippendale and like does remixes and things of songs. And he had remixed the uh, Disney Afternoon theme um, song. And uh, Chippendale need to get into the locker, so they distract the snake by rapping, which is a big, long-going gag that they keep making all the cartoon characters rap in their reboots, and Chip thinks it's dumb. And so they're rapping uh, for basically Instagram Live um, for Snake Flula, whose name I, character's name I don't remember. Um, and eventually it gets to the point that uh, Disney... Or that Chippendale, like, they they say the same thing at the same time. And so they go, they keep doing it, and finally they say, Jinx. And then they both say it at the same time, and they, so they both say, You owe me a nondescript, off, like, or a nondescript brand of cola, or something to that degree. Which is really funny, because Disney clearly couldn't get the rights to Coke. So you couldn't say, Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Uh, they had to say, Jinx, you owe me a nondescript brand of cola. Um, but what's funnier is, not only did they not get the rights, but everyone knows it's Jinx, you owe me a Coke. So they therefore put that in their movie and had the gall to point out the fact that they didn't get the rights to Coke, but not only did they not get the rights to Coke, Coke missed out on making money and they felt the need to show them that. I mean, you may as well brag about it if you're going to make the money. Um, it's also funny because one of the, uh, one of Sweet Pete's henchmen is the Coca-Cola polar bear. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Because clearly they don't have the rights to that. But it's, it's just a polar, a polar bear, bear and a Christmas, Christmas like, sweater. Yeah, Jinx, sweater. you owe me a Coke. God damn it. Um. <sighs> you fucking got me. <laughs> I'm so mad. Uh. The, did you point out, did you talk about my joke? Because I was, I just had to get up and go check on something. Did you point out my joke about John Mulaney being in the Lonely Island? I did not, because I don't okay. know what that means. Okay, now, 
let me run you through the Lonely Island real quick. The Lonely Island is a music group fronted by Andy Samberg, uh, Akiva Schaefer, who directed it, and one other guy whose name fucking escapes me. Uh, Hold on. The Lonely Island. Basically, they did a bunch of comedy rap songs and pop star songs in like... 2010 to 2018 thereabouts they made a movie they they were wildly popular everyone thinks they're hilarious and they are uh okay so it's yeah it's akiva schaefer who directed this movie by the way andy sandberg and jorma tacone who was also in this movie he played batman so the entire lonely all of the lonely island is in this movie just so you know all of them are in it that's the dryer. Okay. Um, and the the Disney Afternoon theme song remix sounds just like a generic Lonely Island beat. And they get Andy Samberg to rap on it, which is just the Lonely Island. And then they get John Mulaney to rap on it also, which is just John Mulaney being a part of the Lonely Island. And they're all SNL alums. Which it's just like the perfect storm of some of the funniest people in comedy and music doing some of the funniest shit. That's cringeworthy, but very funny anyways. It's just so good. It's so good. They are in um in the process of doing all that. They are in there to steal Sweet Pete's Fitbit. Yes, they need to steal. St- <laughs> Every time we say a fact about the plot. It's some of the most outrageous shit I ever heard. <laughs> they broke into the Russian bathhouse in disguise to steal fat old Peter Pan's Fitbit. Because it tracks you. For it your tracks runs. your steps. So they use that to find out where his uh, hideaway is. And, um, and they do. They do. They get the Fitbit. They get out of there. Barely. They rendezvous with Ellie. She plugs it in the GPS. She calls Detective Putty. They get the entire fucking... They get SWAT. They get everybody to raid that place. And wouldn't you know it, they run on in there. And, of course, we're sitting there suspicious as hell because Ellie... There's, like, 30 minutes left in this movie. Yeah, and they're making a raid already. We're like, oh, that's not... That's a little early. They run in there, and bing, bang, boom, nobody's there. There's a mug of coffee on a desk that's still warm. Uh... The place looks a, not abandoned as in disarray, but like an office building two hours after closing is basically what it looks like. Uh, and boom, you find the surgery machine. Which is a machine, like we uh, described when they're doing the bootleg, that is uh, one of the machines they use to turn 2D animations into 3D animations, um, but can be used for darker purposes. Uh, and Chippendale accidentally turned it on and gets stuck inside. Yes. Oops. And there's this is one of the frustrating parts for me because they had no reason to end up stuck in that machine. It was fabricated as shit. They like forced that plot hard because there was yeah they were standing on the side looking at the screens and the buttons and then they jumped to try to get to Ellie into the machine, which made no sense because that's not even how they got up there in the first place. And it was very it was all very like I can see how that would happen to people like spur of the moment panic as the big like blast door closes and they get stuck in the room 
but with an ounce of critical thinking, you would never do Which what they do Chip at all. Which Chip is proven to have. I could see Dale jumping into the machine, but Chip is... Chip's not that impulsive. He's very thinky, you know? But yeah, they go and they get stuck in there, and then Ellie tells them that the machine is going to... She goes on the intercom and tells them that the machine is going to try to fucking... Reanimate Reanimate them. them in different styles after it scans them, and we get a little fun cameo of... Basically what some animators think Chip and Dale would look like in various styles of animation, like anime, Rick and Morty, Simpsons, uh, Simpsons uh, a couple other ones. Ren and Stimpy is one. Yeah. Um, and then it's just an action sequence as Chip and Dale do uh, action star shit inside this machine to avoid getting uh, zapped or injured in any way. And bing, bang, boom, they come out on the other side. Chip, almost unscathed. Almost unscathed. Chip has one Snoopy ear. That he will wear for the But rest also, of the movie. it's not a Snoopy ear. Snoopy's ears are like paddles. They're really wide at the bottom. It's a goofy ear. I but the art style's not goofy. No, the, the art, art style's style is wrong. Very the art style is Charles M. Schultz, but it's thin. I don't know. It, it old school, bugs me a little old bit. school Snoopy has thin ears. What? Yeah, look it up. No way. Snoopy. Snoopy first appearance. That's what I'm going to look for. October 4th, 1950, by the way. And no, 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 no. You're right. He doesn't have... He's got wide ears. It's not a Snoopy ear. It's... Well, wait. Okay, in that iteration, maybe. With so the, there are long... some iterations. Right, there's just different iterations of Snoopy's ears, apparently. Or, like, when he's dancing, he has longer ears because they do the flip-flop. Like, look, the Snoopy show. All right. So Fine, fine. Snoopy has different ears. He's got weird ears, and now Chip has one of those ears. Um, And they were all, like, stressed out because he had a Snoopy ear. And I was like, you all are lucky that (coughs) that is all that happened to you in that machine. Indeed. Um... And then we get a image of some horrifying things. This is where the movie gets dark for a moment again. Yeah, we take a brief moment to go, what do you think about serial killers? We go into the closet. We know we are. It's just right there when you come out oh, of the yeah, machine. Oh, yeah, out of the machine. Out of the machine, there is a wall. And the wall has all the parts that have been cut off from all the kidnapped cartoon characters. Like Jiminy Cricket's hat. Uh, uh, there's a keyblade. I'm not sure why. Mr. Potato Head's entire body. Um, the mustache from their friend Monty. Uh, Jimmy Neutron's hair. Just like yeah, it's like basically just lopped off pieces of cartoon characters. Ears, noses, mouths, heads, all very hands, horrifying. Arms, and legs. bum bum bum, Monterey Jack's mustache. So they, gone. they know that Monterey Jack was here, and he has been in the machine. Um, I wrote, Ellie is sus as fuck again, but I don't yeah, know why. Basically, she fucking, I don't know. I don't, I also wrote, Ellie's a fucking liar, but I don't remember exactly what the line is. There's, it's dialogue. There's a bit of dialogue that she says that just, it basically incriminates her without incriminating her. It's just vague enough that it could not apply to her, but because she says it, you go, aha, you are the bad guy. 
Um, and we're back at the police station, and they smell something. There's a lot of the plots. They get no. They get, they get in a fight. They do get in a fight, and then they smell something. Chippendale get in a fight, and then they smell Monterey Jack's cologne, which is the Chippendale Rescue Rangers cologne, which smells like what? Almonds and almond gasoline. butter and gasoline. Um. And they follow it to the detective office. Detective Putty's office, which has both Putty and, and Ellie. Ellie inside. Um, further pushing that plot point home of Ellie being the bad guy. And they say Monterey Jack is the only person who wore that cologne. So the, one of those people had to be in contact with him. And so they run. And they run past... A bus a bench. bench. One of the best bits in this whole movie is this bench. Guess who's running for senator, guys? It can't be any worse than anyone that ran this midterm. <laughs> uh, butthead from Beavis and Butthead. Vote for Butthead. For senator. And his campaign slogan is, vote to get tough on bootlegging, which is the main plot point contention of this. in this movie. It's fucking excellent. It's... This movie's so well written, guys. It's so good. You uh, gotta watch it. It's really great, guys. Um, we go. <coughs> Dale, being Dale, um, Wait, is I don't have any more notes until the con. Well, yeah, Dale's oh, being. We missed the. We missed a part. While they're at the police station, I was just about to talk about him oh, doing his Instagram. Yeah, live. yeah, yeah. Talk about it. Talk about it. Um, Dale being Dale for the third time I've said that sentence now. Yeah, he does that. Um is uh, filming, while he's at the police station, he's like all sad and meh, and he's filming to the his Instagram Live followers that he is going to be at FanCon signing autographs later again today because he has a scheduled appearance in a booth. Um, what we also left off is uh, Sweet Pete has followed Dale on social media now so that he can track where Dale goes. It's so funny. So they're like his his cronies are like, what are we gonna do, boss? How are we gonna find him? And Sweet Pete's like, I got my own special way of tracking him, and he just follows his Instagram page. Easy. And I was like, man, fuck social media and the horse it rode in on, man. That's true and bullshit. I hate it. God damn it. Um, so we go back to FanCon because like, uh, Dale's like, I think I know somebody who can help us. He doesn't, but he thinks he does. And actually, he does, but he doesn't, but he does. Um, the person he thinks that can help them is... Uh, we'll get there. That's... Right now. It's Ugly Sonic. I was like, what? I just wanted to take it from you. I'm sorry. It, he, it's Ugly Sonic. Because Ugly Sonic just landed a TV show where he works with... He, it's a reality show where he does ride-alongs with the FBI, which is mentioned early in the movie as a sort of like bit joke about how ugly sonic's never gonna get roles again uh and then it comes up again now when dale is like we need the fbi and he's like mm, how about fuck you uh for no reason <laughs> and from this point on through this sequence of absolute insanity and fan con there are too many easter eggs to even fathomably found you would have to Stop the movie and frame by frame it to find them all. Things I noticed were like the Atlantis book. Uh, there was someone dressed as P.B. Herman, Ash Ketchum. 
uh, Borat. Like, it was, there's a lot, and it goes by so fast. But basically what happens, they're talking to Ugly Sonic. Ugly Sonic uh, makes a note of, like, yeah, I could help you out. I don't know the FBI. And Chip's like, I don't really feel like this guy's going to help us out. And then in the middle of this conversation, they see Sweet Pete, so they take off running, and a chase ensues between Bob, the Uncanny Valley Gimli, um, the polar bear, the Coke polar bear, but not the Coke polar bear, and Sweet Pete, and then they are all chasing Chip and Dale through FanCon. Um, It's hilarious. It's great. There's a... a, uh, Are you going to take my Seth Rogen... No, okay. I'll, I'll give you the Seth Rogen bit, but I, Paul Rudd makes an appearance as Paul Rudd talking about Ant-Man, which is hilarious. And how Ant-Man was supposed to be Aunt-Man. like, And he was supposed to, his superpower is that he was just really charming to aunts. Um, what a fucking dumb throwaway. I wonder if he wrote that. And they were like, hey, do you have any ideas about how we could like make fun of Ant-Man real quick? And he was like, what if it was Aunt-Man? And they were like, you're a fucking genius, Paul Rudd. I can't believe we're in a room with Paul Rudd. Ha <laughs> ha! And then they all just rolled in money. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just. <laughs> um, there is something that oh has been God. created in this movie series, or in this movie, uh, that is now canon in my brain, and I will not let it go. At one point, if you recall, we said that Bob the Uncanny Valley Gimli, is played by Seth Rogen. A very clear animation of Seth Rogen's face. Um, he gets knocked in the head unconscious, and, uh... Well, he falls off of scaffolding into a table. Yeah, he gets knocked on his head, and he's, like, dazed and confused. And, um... Pumbaa, who, if you don't know, is also, also voiced, voiced by Seth Rogen in the new movie... The, the new animated movie. 3D Pumbaa yeah. is standing on him, and he, Uncanny Valley Gimli is like, what are you looking at? And Pumbaa's like, to be honest, your uh, unseeing eyes or your dead eyes or something like that. And then um, Mantis from, from Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Panda, Panda who, who is also voiced by Seth also Rogen. Also voiced by Seth Rogen. And then who else was it? Bob from Aliens and Monsters. Or Monsters vs. Aliens, um, which is another DreamWorks movie, who is also voiced by Seth Rogen. They all sit there. And are talking about dead-eyed Gimli, Seth Rogen. Gimli looks up and he goes, what are you looking at? And they all go, honestly, we're looking at your weird dead eyes. And then they all Seth Rogen laugh. Now, Seth, they've already made a point in this movie to have Seth Rogen make fun of his own laugh, which is not a weird laugh. It's just very distinctive. And now it's four iterations of Seth Rogen laughing, making fun of the dead eye Seth Rogen, and they're all doing the laugh, and then they go, oh, this is really funny. And that's it. That's the whole bit. But this bit has now created a thing in my brain that I cannot let go, and that is the metaverse of Seth Rogen. Yep. There's a lot. There's just a universe where all the Seth Rogen characters exist in one place. And that is a thing that has been created by this movie. Thank you, and goodbye. (laughs) Um, second contention point that, uh, started to bug me the longer the movie went on, because after, like, the movie goes on, you start to really, like, question some of the things that are happening. Um... And one of the things that happened, as we found out, is a lot of the old Disney cartoon characters are appearing 
in their 3D cartoon form. Such as Baloo, such as Pumbaa, um, such as Dale. And there's one that doesn't get to, and I don't know why, and no explanation is given by it, other than maybe Disney just wants to forget they did it. Um, <laughs> and that is yeah. a Lumiere... Yeah. Lumiere appears, but he appears as, like, classic Disney Lumiere, not 3D weird candlestick Lumiere. Yeah, they want to forget about the new Beauty and the Beast that they did. Oops. Um, Don't think about that. Don't think about Ewan McGregor being in your movie. But we get to think about Jungle Book? What? Um, And he's not, yeah, he's not 3D, and I just, I don't know. It seems weird. It was just a weird thing that I thought about later on in the movie, because this is the second time we've seen him as he assists in the escape of Chip and Dale from FanCon. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Then uh, we find out that the cops end up coming up to FanCon. Um, Gimli gets arrested. Bob, his name is Bob, but I'm just going to keep calling him Uncanny Valley Gimli. I mean, that's a better description. Um... And they're back at the. We see him being arrested, and he's yelling about how come I'm getting arrested, but Jack Skellington's been embezzling from his own uh, charity for years, and no one's done anything. And I just made a note that I would like to delve further into Jack Skellington's can embezzling. We, can please, we ha- can we have a second movie in a now movie series where Chip and Dale bust down Jack Skellington's? criminal enterprise where he has been scamming his own charity can we please have that i will do rescue rangers all of the two. things that the mouse wants for rescue rangers 2 the destruction i mean what does the mouse want from me absolutely fucking nothing i have nothing to provide for them but man i would love a chippendale rescue rangers 2 all about the fucking jack skellington charity scandal me too what i just want to know treat that would be um what a treat we also find out that while bob has been arrested dale or chip has been captured yep as they were escaping from the polar bear he nabs chip dale gets out chip doesn't um and chip is now being held hostage by sweet pete peter pan and uh the cops roll up because they are tracking him and they know that Chip's been kidnapped. Ellie's like, I'm going to go save my friend. Um, and Putty follows her and is like, yeah, we got to go save him. Um, and so they come there and Ellie pulls, uh, Sweet Pete's like looking at his tools and we see another confirmation that we exist in the same universe as Roger Rabbit because in Sweet Pete's toolkit of torture, he has a jar of the dip. From Roger Rabbit, and that's just a really solid reference. Just to really reinforce the idea that they are in the same fucking film universe. Um, and so then Ellie pull, rolls up. She's like, "Freeze!" with her gun. She's like, "I got you. Let him go." And then somebody else says, "No, you freeze." And we turn around and we find out that the bad guy all along wasn't Ellie. Despite the movie trying to convince you it was, it was 
Detective Putty, it's J.K. Simmons for the win again! He's the bad guy all the time now! And it's fucking incredible, what a talented man! He's so fucking funny in this movie. Oh, it just, it irks me that he's got such a good voice. And he's so good at everything. God, god damn, he's so good. I, um... They basically then kidnap Ellie, force Ellie to call Dale. She leaves him a secret code to watch, a, like, that her favorite episode of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Is a fish out of water? Something like that. I don't really I don't. Remember. I don't remember the name of the episode, but it's a code. And so basically telling him to, like, refer to that episode because he has, like, all the things memorized. Um, and so they let Dale know. And then, <laughs> yes, James. I just love because it happened exactly the way I. It it happened exactly the way I thought it was going to. Where Dale solves the cipher, he he breaks the code, figures it out, in a way that is entirely unrelated to the way he was meant to, like. She leaves him this really intricate code uh, that specifies that she was betrayed by the detective and all this stuff. And it's like a very clear and concise message. And he even watches the episode right then to try to decipher what's going on. And he threw what I can only describe as a torrent of ADHD thoughts including Thai food and other things, leads him to solving it in a roundabout, excessively unnecessary way, but still solving it. And I've never related to a character more in my entire life than solving a problem not in the way you were meant to, but in a different way that doesn't make sense and probably shouldn't be replicated. Nor could it be. Nor could it be. But man, was it fucking funny. Um, they then start to strap Chip. We flash back to Sweet Pete. They start to strap t- Chip into... The Changerino machine. Um, and... We really get fucky with time for a couple minutes. Yeah, it's 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 a little, little loosey-goosey on the time, but they, uh... They make a reference, and the only reason I bring up this reference is because... It's a blink and you miss it reference, but then the movie goes, "Hey, did you miss that reference?" Let's rewind. And it was it was just super funny. It's like uh, I can't remember. I it's the tagline, so let me look it up. Uh, hang on, James, talk. Uh, let me just vamp for a minute. Basically, the reason we're getting fucky with time is because while. Dale is solving this and figuring out what he needs to accomplish his goal of rescuing Chip and Ellie. There you go. Um, they, Sweet Pete's locking him in there and he's like, I'm going to put a dog mouth where your tail goes and like some other fuckery. And Chip's like, that's an awful idea. Like, why would you do that? And he's like, you're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. And That's a deep cut. And so, and then, like, just keeps it going on, and then, like, then uh, Chip is, like, says something else, and he's like, bet you didn't think I'd get away with that men's warehouse reference, did you? But I did. 
And that's it. That shit sent me to another dimension. And it was just so great because I don't I don't know the tagline of Men's Warehouse. But Does then, anybody know the tagline no, for Men's Warehouse? No, but that's the joke. Because then the movie goes, like, I literally wrote, they made a reference. I missed it. And the movie went, in case you missed that, here's the reference. And I was like... Also, it's such a deep cut reference to something entirely unrelated to anything else that you would never catch it in a million years. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. You would never hear that line and go, men's warehouse? No. No, of course you wouldn't fucking think that. But they did it. And then they tell you that they did it. And that's the funniest shit ever. Um, then we flash over to, as James was saying, we're jumping back and forth between Dale and his rescue mission and Chip about to get spliced, because I don't know what else to call it. Um, and Dale is, has run up to Gadget and Zipper's house, who are voiced by their original actors. No, only Gadget is. Gadget and, that's right, Gadget and Monterey are voiced by their... Monterey is not, Monterey is voiced by Eric Bana, who is actually Australian. Two of them were voiced by their original cast members. What if I find it? I'll find it. You tell them. Um, anyways, he rolls up to Gadget and Zipper's house, and Gadget's working on a car, and Zipper's a stay-at-home dad, apparently, for their many, many mutant children. Um, and he's like, I need your guys' help. Basically tells them what's going on. And his idea is that they're he's going to get the Rescue Rangers balloon, which, if you don't know what that is, please reference the old TV show. Um, and take it to the warehouse where Chip is about to be tortured and he's going to go save the day and he brings one firework with him and they roll up to the warehouse and they aim Dale on the firework towards the vent, which is the only way in unnoticed and they light it and it goes and it doesn't go as planned because it's Dale doing a plan and it can't. So it goes through the window, not the vent. It bounces around the room. Comes back outside and explodes in a magical colored Disneyland fireworks show hidden of a Mickey head. Well, we, we, there's an important thing that happens before it explodes into the Mickey Mouse bit. The firework gets lodged in the machine briefly. And it stops the it machine. It overloads the machine... Kills some wires, stops the machine. It Chip d- escapes. It does lop off his Snoopy ear. Yes. And then and then Chip escapes because the machine shuts down. And then the firework launches out and up, and we get the Walt when Disney theme song. Upon a star. Just like you always do at the beginning titles of a Disney movie, or when you go watch the fireworks show at Disneyland, Disney World. It's the same bit, and that's like a ha-ha, look at what we did, ha-ha, it's us, ha-ha, look, it's us, look at us, we. And then uh, you cut back to the inside, the music cuts off abruptly, it's very funny. You go back inside, the machine is broken, and it's now just kind of firing off willy-nilly. Oh, it's very firing willy-nilly. Also, no, only Tress McNeil reprises her role of the core cast. Okay. Uh, Because Monterey Jack was played by Peter Cullen and Jim Cummings, in the original show, and Corey Burton did Zipper and Dale, but uh, Jim Cummings is in this movie, but he plays different characters, and the only core cast from Chippendale Rescue Rangers to reprise their role 
as their role is Tress McNeil. Okay. Um, there are other people who are in it that reprise their own characters, but it's different. The firing off of the reanimation machine willy-nilly uh, hits the polar bear, which turns him into a fairy. Specifically... But a polar bear fairy. And specifically Meriwether. He's dressed like Meriwether. He is dressed like Meriwether. And then it also hits Sweet Pete, and it hits Sweet Pete... Uh, about a thousand times. So many times. And it turns him into a Too many references monster. to list. He has a lot of parts on him that are from different creatures. I actually just kind of want you to watch it. You gotta watch it to see the absolute mess that is his mutant form. Um, We're also running out of time, so just go watch the movie. Go watch the final sequence of the movie. Uh, there's two fights that go on. It's Chippendale trying to escape the mutant monstrosity, and it's Ellie trying to capture slash kill slash arrest putty uh and both both sequences are just really fun and entertaining they're great um we get to while they're fighting uh the mutant sweet pete they go through and they find out that all the bootlegs have been made here and they stumble through many sets of many bootlegs um and the bootlegs all i'm gonna say is they are things of nightmares they're true horrors and they are awful and i We'll never unsee them. They throw in a Jurassic Park reference where mutant Sweet Pete, like, a and, like, a banner falls down in the uh, Jurassic Park font. Um, and then, uh, at one point, Putty mentions something to Ellie of, like, do you remember blah, blah, blah? And I was like, this movie is a member Berry's wet dream. Oh, it so is. <laughs> I remember Chippendale Rescue Rangers. You remember? You remember? I remember. <laughs> I remember. It's too bad they didn't have remember, access to more South Park Remember shit. Monterey Jack? I remember Monterey <coughs> Jack. You remember? I remember. That it's basic, that's this whole movie the, in yeah. a nutshell. Yeah, it is. That's um, great. That's great. I love that. I that's didn't great. I didn't think about it till he said, do you remember? I don't even remember what he said now, but I was. he was like, do you remember blah, 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 like to Ellie? And I was like. This is just a member Barry movie. <laughs> it is. It is. Do you remember? I didn't even connect that, but it really is. Um, and then we get to the, the outside of the warehouse. The final showdown between final showdown. mutant Peter Pan and Chippendale. Which they're going to use the exact same plot that we saw in the beginning movie from the only episode of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers that they showed in the movie. Um, Where they drop a big net full of stuff on the bad guy's head and so they're in the process of doing that when guess who rolls up it's the fbi with ugly sonic yep it's fucking surprise it's the actual fbi with actual ugly sonic and he says i told you and then while uh while they're just, the fbi is trying to like take him down they go up there they lo- they drop the net full of stuff Mutant Pete's taken out. They he freeze. Down. They've uh, Ellie wins her fight against Doctor Putty by freezing him with a fire extinguisher. Doctor Putty, Detective Putty. It doesn't make any sense. Fire extinguishers do not freeze things that they are sprayed on. They, but super cold air. It could if he was Putty. There's been multiple. I'll say insta- maybe. I'll say maybe. I'll say maybe. Scientifically, we'll look into that later. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, they save all the mutant cartoon characters and from the bootleg version. The, uh, oh, well, yeah, they save them all. And, well, you missed a part. 
where Pete breaks free of the grasp of the cops for just a second and spins around and fires around from his cannon arm at Chip. And Dale sees it and jumps in front of the round and takes it broadside on the chest. Now, this is a cannonball bigger than Dale is. And Isn't it, it from just, Mario? Is that what I, that's I think from? they're trying to say that it is, but without saying like that it is. Like the chomp chomp cannonball. It looks Mario. like a chain chomp, which is not a cannonball, but it looks like one. And it, like, hits him in the chest and he collapses. And it's the second time that Chip thinks that Dale is dead, and I made two notes immediately. My first note said, I hope they killed Dale just to give the whole movie stakes. Like, make there be a reason to fear danger, because if there's never a reason to fear danger, then there's no value in any of the tension, right? I mean, he didn't survive because he was a cartoon character. No, he did not survive because he was a cartoon character. He survived because he accidentally had bulletproof stuff in his shirt basically uh it was the pog it was the pog and uh, they didn't kill dale and my last note was damn it they didn't kill dale um they free all the bootleg cartoon characters the movie ends on a nice bow but they also put a mid-credits scene um they the credits are hilarious you should watch them for their own regard i didn't really take notes on them but the last thing that they say is um, something along the lines of, man, you know how, like, in reboots, they always get, like, a really crummy pop song, pop version of, like, the theme oh, song? yeah. <laughs> and all, all you want to actually hear is, like, the, the real the, song, and then... Cue the Rescue Rangers theme performed, by remixed by Post, Post Malone. Malone. And it was just... The mo- it was so tongue-in-cheek. The whole movie is the definition of parody and tongue-in-cheek. It's so good. It's such a good movie, You know what guys? it makes me excited about? Hmm. The Weird Al movie. We need to watch that. I think it's actually a theater movie. We should just go see it's it It's not. Theaters. Is it not? What's it out on? Roku. Are you fucking my ass right now? No, we don't have access to it. You Come need to on. hit up your sister has Roku. My sister has Roku? I think you need a Roku device. Anyways... Anyways. It's so good. Watch the fucking movie. Nine and a half out of ten. So good. Wonderful. We highly recommend. We've gone a little long, but that's good because the past few times we've gone a little short. So we're just trying to balance it out for Gotta you. Balance the content. Um, we, it has been voted on that next time we will be watching Jungle Cruise. So we're going to stay in these weird Hell, Disney yeah. movies Hell, right now. Yeah. Um, and we will, s- you'll listen to us all next time. Bye. Bye.